back to front. Why are there billions of bewildered people who don't understand who they are, where they are, what the whole business of life is all about? The world seems such a, a ball of confusion and complexity and bewilderment. But it is when you don't have the coordinates to connect things together. Because when you connect the dots, you start to see that apparent complexity as it's played out, and apparent bewilderment as it's played out, has a very seriously uh, clear picture that emerges. Because as you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. Oh, so that's it. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. When you connect the dots, you get the elephant in the living room. You can start to see daily life and the daily news, or passes for it, and all this stuff in a completely different light. And suddenly, what seemed to be incomprehensible starts to make clearer and clearer sense. And that picture, as the, debts, uh, the dots are connected, the debts too, it's all part of it, is that there are two prime realities that we are experiencing. We're experiencing the movie. That's the, the movie version of reality that we're given by the mainstream media, by what passes for education and all the other sources of mainstream information which explain away events in the world in a certain way. But behind that, it becomes clearer as the dots join up that there is another agenda behind that, which the movie is simply there as a cover story to obscure and hide. And the foundation of that cover story, that, or the foundation of that secret agenda, is to get billions of people on this planet to wear a mask and play out a false identity that they don't even know is false. You know, we can, we can talk about banking scams and political scams and secret societies, and we should, and we will later on as we go through this, but what those involved in the research of all this whole conspiracy stuff, I feel, need to appreciate, is if that's as far as you go and no further, then you too are playing a kind of movie, because you are looking at how it's playing out instead of the real foundation from which this whole conspiracy is based. And that is manipulating people to believe they're something they are not and to forget what they really are.
And what we really are is consciousness. Infinite consciousness connected to all other consciousness, the seamless ocean of infinity. And we can move our point of observation around that consciousness and express and celebrate its uniqueness, but we are all of one infinite mind, one infinite consciousness. And the illusion of a partness is an experience of this reality and its extensuation or accentuation by the manipulators is to get us to see ourselves and everything in terms of a partness instead of as a connected whole. This is symbolically, even more than symbolically, the situation that this whole conspiracy is designed to put us in, in a bubble of consciousness, which I call body consciousness, which is disconnected from its awareness of the full magnitude of what it is, to the point where it operates on a fraction of its true self and its infinite potential. So in that sense, you can get all that has been, is, and ever will be reading the frickin' sun and believing the date. That's how deeply disconnected we can uh, get. For people uh, watching this in other parts of the world, the sun is a newspaper, um, and I use that word in its widest possible sense. You know, my, my brother said to me years ago, he said, you know, Dave, what's it all about? He said, you're born, he said, and, the, and then you kind of get older, and then you die. I mean, what's it all about? I mean, what is it all about? We're born into this world. We go through these kind of uh, situations of going older and doing this and doing that and doing the other. And, the, and then we, we, we get older, and, and, and loads of people uh, in the world, vast numbers of people, it's a struggle, and it's an effort, and it's a daily grind, and am I going to survive another day? And then at the top there, oh, you know, what will God think of me? You know, I mean, it's, it's a great line, isn't it? Hey, you know, some, some travel agent on some other dimension. Hey, ah, great, great, great vacation holiday, mate. What you do is you go into this dimension, you're born, you struggle all the way through it, lots of emotional upheaval. Um, then um, you get older and your body starts to break down. And then some guy on a cloud decides if you're going to go and sit next to him or if you're going to go to hell and stoke the fires forever. I mean, you think, yeah, I'd have two tickets, wouldn't you? What's it all about? I mean, I, there's got to be something else. If there isn't, I'm out of here and I'm staying. So, we are struggling to um, understand the world because we don't have the coordinates, which I'll come to. And it's, it's, it's uh, obviously a world with some major, major problems in terms of its uh, operation and the way it's run. Doctors destroy health. Doctors destroy health because health is not about health, it is about wealth. It's the transnational drug corporations controlling the medical system, so the scalpel and the drug is the only uh, response, overwhelmingly, to uh, human disease. 
and you know some of the side effects of these drugs if you've ever been to America and listened to the drug adverts, the drug adverts is one after another in America. They, they pay for American television these days. And because of the law there, they tell you what the drug does, or supposed to, and then they have to reel off all the side effects. But they're not side effects, you see. That's another little con. Oh, these are the side effects of this drug. No, they're the effects, mate. Not side effects, the freaking effects. And I was watching one, this is a true story, uh, uh, last year, I was watching one, and it was for a, a form of Viagra, right? And it said, um, it told you what it was going to do, uh, treat erectile dysfunction of bloody something. And then he starts reeling off breathlessly, trying to keep the money down, all these side effects. And this is not kidding you, he said at the end, and if you have an erection for more than four hours, consult your doctor immediately. Said it. And I'm sitting there watching the telly and I'm thinking, what's he going to do? I mean, excuse me, doctor, I've got this problem. What do you want me to do? World's mad. God, I tell you what, if I had an erection for four hours, I wouldn't consult a doctor. I'd thank bloody God, me. Three hours, 55 minutes, bigger than my bloody record already, I'll tell you. So Big Pharma runs the health industry, and it's not about health, and that's why doctors destroy knowledge. Lawyer, doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice. Of course they do, especially those that represent the state. And I love this one. When, you, when, the, when the state... Um, takes you to law, the people taking you to law have their legal bills paid by the people. The people who are being taken to law have to pay their own as well as the others. And then when uh, someone wants to take the government on for something the government's done, the government defends itself with the money uh, through the lawyers paid for by the people and the person taking the government on has to pay their own as well as that. Universities destroy knowledge, of course. The one thing you don't want, if you want to create a centralized dictatorship, is a thinking, sharp-minded, open-minded, aware population that can see through your crap. So you sell them from cradle to grave the belief system you want. You just program their minds to see the world the way that suits your agenda. All over the world, we must have education. Yes, let's try it. Let's have some education instead of indoctrination of a belief system. Governments destroy freedom. Of course they do. I mean, governments are not there. Let's get this, let's get this sorted out. Governments are not there to serve the people. The people are there to serve the government and the forces that control the government. That's the relationship, and we need to understand that. You've got the dark suits who um, orchestrate, front up, this political agenda for the Orwellian state. From, and they come from certain bloodlines, which I'll come to. Um, and these people are such front men, you can have an idiot 
You can have an idiot in power as President of the United States. It doesn't matter because he ain't calling the shots. He's just signing the uh, legislation into law. So much so that when he's doing press conferences, he's got this wire in his bloody ear telling him what to bloody say if he gets in trouble, which is most of the time. And this world is at the cutting edge of evolution. Mr. President, okay, that's good. Okay, now what we got to do, Mr. President, we're going to have the big finish, the big Churchillian finish. Okay, go. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. Uh, uh, did, you, did you get that, did you get that, Mr. President? True quote. And now we have the um, choice between three people who are all controlled by the same force. It's called democracy. Which front man or woman do you want? Here you go, cross there. And these are the people who are fronting up the destruction of our freedom, freedom of expression. Then the media. The media are there to tell the people the version of life and events that suits the agenda. And those Real journalists who don't will tell you how hard it is to get other kinds of information into the mainstream. And the worst kind of censorship is self-censorship, where you know it ain't worth crossing that line because A, you'll get yourself in trouble, and B, it won't get in the paper or on the news, so you edit yourself. That's going on all the time. Religions destroy spirituality. Get into this um, in the second um, half. All the religions come from basically the same source and they're worshipping the same gods, the same gods that the secret societies worship. And what my father used to call bricks and mortar religion is there to enslave the minds of the people and divide and rule the people, not to open people to the true infinite magnitude of who they are. You can't say that! Pope will go mad! Couldn't give a shit, mate. It's a mad, 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 mad world which is sold to us as sanity and rational. And it's held together by what my friend Mike Lambert in the audience today calls repeaters. People just repeat facts because they've heard them from something, someone else and then it becomes conventional wisdom, conventional knowledge. And everyone believes it. As Oscar Wilde said, most people are other people. Their thoughts are someone else's opinions, their lives are mimicry, their passions are quotation. <coughs> and Mark Twain, I love this one, in religion and politics, people's beliefs and convictions are in almost every case gotten at second hand, without examination from authorities who have not themselves examined the questions at issue, but have taken them at second hand from other non-examiners whose opinions about them were not worth a brass farthing. There you have where the conventional knowledge, wisdom, this is our ismay, comes from. It's a war on the human mind and human perception, so we see the world and ourselves in ways that allow this conspiracy to go on. And also, 
Society is structured to keep us busy, 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 moving, moving, moving. Oh, mortgage. Oh, my God, rent. Oh, my God, job. Oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, it's the credit crunch. Oh, my God, food prices. So no one goes, oh, so that's what's going on because you're too busy uh, trying to survive. That's the idea. And it starts with the kids now, younger and younger. Oh, you've got to pass this exam. You've got to pass this exam. Oh, my God, what will happen? Oh, you've got to get good grades. Oh, my God. Hey! Have some, some bloody fun! Have a bloody laugh, mate! We should have happy lessons. What makes you happy? Okay, we're going to do that today. What makes you fulfilled? What makes you feel good about yourself? We're going to do that today. No! Algebra! Algebra! What the bloody hell is all that about? I could never work it out. I never tried, really. What does X equal? Couldn't give a shit, mate. Whatever you say, ain't bothered. I've lived 56 years, right? I've never used bloody algebra. I've never, never entered my mind. Get that one, delete file. So we have this world of apparent confusion because of the way that it operates. We turn out shite that we don't know what to do with. We, we reach a, a, a level where we can create amazing technology and we use that technology to um, pepper bomb cities full of civilians. And you know, we've at the cutting edge of evolution, we can kill more people in one goal than ever before. Hey! Isn't it great to be human? And this is what we do in the name of freedom. We think it's okay for children to sign their names on bombs which end up on children just like them in the Lebanon. But we don't want to talk about that. Hey, here's a game show. Watch this. Shut up. Hey, honey, quick. She's going for the car. Quicker the bloody better, I say. People around the world get bigger while people die because they've got enough, enough to eat. Massive amounts of food available, thrown away, while others, I, I've seen this live once, it's unbelievable. People living off rubbish tips to survive. But we don't want to talk about this. Oh, no. Hey, hey, quick, honey. There's a, there's a picture of Paris Hilton naked in the back of a car. Quick. Was that the car that lady just went for? Watch this. Shut up. Don't let's talk about this and get all moral about it. Let's talk about Janet Jackson's breast at the Super Bowl. Hey, the moral fiber of America is collapsing. Oh, no, 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 that's the moral. This is, this, this is fighting for peace. This is just collateral damage. Don't worry about it. As Gandhi said, what difference does it make to the dead, to the orphans and the homeless, whether the mad destruction is wrought under the name of totalitarianism or the holy name of liberty or democracy? None whatsoever. They're all tyrannies when they do that. Then we have the money. What you do is you go to the bank and you borrow money that has never, does not, and will never exist, called credit, and then you, you mortgage your house to it, you mortgage your car to it, 
your land to it, your business to it, and if you don't pay back money that doesn't exist, called credit, then the people that have lent you that non-existent money get your car and your business and your house. Yes, that makes sense. And this money scam, where they get us into debt by borrowing money that has never, does not, will never exist, is in the very DNA of society. It controls choice, controls maneuverability, or if we allow it to, controls society. And who controls money? Controls society. Who controls money? A tiny few people, as we'll see. But we don't want to talk about that. Hey, honey, quick, on the Jerry Springer Show, this man's going to hit his girlfriend. Quick, quick. Watch this. Shut up. Then there's the new religion of celebrityism. Go to the supermarket. Yay. Get on with your life. There's the goddess. And then, if you want to know what's going on in the world, that's no problem, because these people will tell you everything that the people that control and own their industry um, think is fit for you to know, so you'll believe and see the world the way they want you to see it. It's called the news. And then be afraid. It's a world in which we must, we must be afraid all the time. We must be afraid of not having enough money. Afraid of what's going to happen um, uh, in all areas of our lives. Afraid of the future. Afraid. Survive. We must survive. Or we must always be in a state of fearing not surviving. It's a crazy, crazy world. But why? Why is it an upside-down, lunatic world that we live in. People might say, oh, it's, it's all, um, it's all a coincidence. It just happened like that. Well, I would say after 20 years of this, that it is coldly calculated to be like this because of the outcome that it gives those who are manipulating society in this way. And it's not just one level. There are multi-levels to this conspiracy. Yes, there's dark suits sitting around the table. And, uh, and, and orchestrating this to an extent, but there's still the gophers playing it out. It goes much, much deeper, and we'll go there as we go along today. The reason we are confused about the world and everything that goes on in it is because we don't have the coordinates. We don't have the coordinates from which to uh, see how things fit together. I remember I was on the Isle of Wight ferry once, and what it does, it comes out of Portsmouth Harbour, it goes along the coast a little bit, and then it turns out and goes across to the Isle of Wight. Well, it was so foggy on this day that you couldn't see the land here, as you normally could. So you're going along, and you just see fog. And after a while, it seemed to me and others that it was just going straight. And I thought, this sort of thing is going to France. What's going on? I said to one of the crew, what's happening? This is, this is not going the right way, is it? And the next thing you know, the Isle of Wight Pier appeared in front of us. It had actually gone absolutely the right way. But because I didn't have the coordinate in which to make that, uh, sense of that, I was completely lost in the direction I was going. That was so symbolic of the way it works. So I'm going to go through a lot of coordinates today. Because when the coordinates are put into place, then what happens becomes, or what is happening, becomes totally blatant as the dots connect. It's a duck. You're a journalist, aren't you? Yes, 
How did I guess? Coordinate number one. Who are we? How few people kind of... In the real world, mate. I've got to get on with my job and my life. Yeah, but who are we? What are we doing? Oh, we're going to get on with your life. But without this knowledge, this key coordinate, how the hell can we understand what's happening at our part in it? Coordinate number one, we are consciousness. We are not the body we think we are. And the idea is to put us in these eggshells of consciousness. And it's a doddle, a doddle, if we don't hold on to an understanding or have an understanding of who we really are and the magnitude of it. Quote from one of my books, only when we know who we are can we know freedom, of course. How can, unless we know the nature of reality and who we are and our part in it, how can we understand the world if we don't understand the reality that is the world? No wonder we're bloody confused. What is reality? How about that question? Oh no, that's just for scientists, it's not for you. Watch the football. Nazi propaganda minister Goebbels. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent. For the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus, by extension, the truth becomes the greatest enemy of the state. And the truth that is most suppressed, the biggest lie of all of them, on which all the others are based, is it's all an illusion. This physical world is not physical, it's not even out there, it's in here. It's a holographic projection, so come to as we go along. It's an illusion of physicality, an illusion of solidity. We are consciousness. And it's so easy to trick the mind-brain to see reality in ways that are not actually what it's looking at. Now, this is this amazing bloke who draws um, pictures on flat pavements, and yet the mind reads them, the brain reads them as three-dimensional. Does some great stuff. There's another one. Uh, we, uh, we can look at that as, what, seven compartments, or we can see that as a box. Depends on how the brain reads it. These um, color reds are both the same, but because of their interaction and placement with other colors, they look totally different because the brain reads them differently. We are decoding reality. And how we decode it decides the reality we experience. Major, major point we need to understand. Einstein, reality is an illusion, albeit a persistent one. Why it's a persistent one we'll come to before we finish this first section. But reality is an illusion and we need to understand that. We think that we are physical bodies and that's who we are. I'm Ethel Jones, Charlie Smith, I'm a taxi driver, I'm a doctor, whatever. No, no! They are what we are experiencing. They're not who we are. There are many multiple levels to us. This is just one that allows us to experience this reality. If I want to pick that up, uh, my consciousness could not pick that up because it's vibrating too quickly. It's not in sync in the uh, frequency range of that. 
so I couldn't do it. I take on this outer shell that operates within the frequency range that I want to experience. Now I can interact with it. Simple as that. We are consciousness. Working through a physical body. All life is consciousness uh, and energy animating the holographic forms, including plants, everything. We are consciousness. I was in the bath the other day. Uh, playing with the duck or something and I got this picture in my mind real clear and my great friend Neil Haig uh, a brilliant artist anytime you see a picture with this style throughout this next seven hours it's from Neil he's out the front there if you want to talk to him and, and he painted this for me when I told him what I, what, I, what I saw and basically it's this it was this is consciousness symbolically that infinite uh, consciousness that we are and I saw an eye appear in the, uh, in the consciousness there, and out of it came this telescope. And uh, it was looking into this world that we're experiencing. And as um, the telescope appeared, so it morphed into a human body. And that's what the body is. It's a telescope that allows consciousness to experience this reality this reality of apparent division um, and have the experience of that but we've got trapped in the belief that that is the totality of who we are consciousness and the body interact during a experience here but the body is not who we are it's interesting this um, energy field we call the aura whatever you have energy coming down through the top of the head and out and going the other way. Uh, and it's like an electrical um, burst of energy going through the body, which throws out this electromagnetic field that we call the aura. And interestingly, when you do the same with electric wire, you put a uh, current through the wire, it throws out an electromagnetic field. And in the same way that this happens to us so it happens to the earth because everything is a reflection of everything else and works in basically the same way and this combination of the genetics of the body and the electromagnetic field I call body consciousness and we have a choice of connecting that body consciousness level of our experience to the great infinite all that is in which case we will have access to a massively expanded level of awareness and perception and be able to see through what we can't see when we're stuck in the body reality or and that's what this is basically this eggshell I talk about it is the body consciousness, the auric field working directly through the body. And if we get isolated in that, then our level of re reality perception and what we can perceive and expand our mind to understand is massively uh, suppressed. And this is the situation that we face in this world. People who are infinite consciousness operating at the level of body consciousness and that's exactly where the manipulators want us
Because if we are not connecting out there and getting our insight, inspiration, intuitive knowing from out there, then where do we look to to get a fix on who we are and what's happening in the world? We look that way, through the ears and the eyes. And who's controlling that information? Those that control the media, education, etc. Gotcha. The body, I call it, I call it a genetic spacesuit. And it's kind of funny, you know, if you were, if you were on the moon with someone and, 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 and a, uh, an astronaut started thinking he was his spacesuit, I mean, crikey, can you imagine, hey, Houston, Houston, we've got a problem, Bill thinks he's his spacesuit. He's bloody mad because he's like his spacesuit. Yeah, but we think we're our spacesuit. And what would there be in that situation on the moon? There would be chaos. Well, that's why there's chaos here, because we believe we're our spacesuit. That's what makes racism so insane. It's like saying, oh, I'm better than you because my spacesuit's different colour. Bloody ridiculous. But the cutting edge of human knowledge, so why should, I, why should I complain? We are consciousness working through the body. Now, I've got a real, I've got a real um, uh, um, amazing feeling for this. About two years ago, just before I last spoke here, when my mother died, Barbara, and I went along to uh, the funeral, obviously, and my, my brother had organized it, and he said to me, do you want to come and see, want to come and see uh, your mum while uh, in, in the uh, mortuary um, or at the funeral parlor? And I, my immediate reaction was, no, no, I remember as she was, because it's just a body anyway. But something said, no, go, 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 go. And for some reason in my life, I've never come across, the first time I've seen a a dead body was my mother and uh, I turn up and I walk in this room and there's this body in this coffin this open coffin and I know it sounds ridiculous but it was dead there was no bloody life there whatsoever dead unbelievably dead took me aback dead and next to it was this picture which my brother had had blown up, which was going to go and be used in the funeral, which it was. And there was my mother's absolutely dead body, and there was this picture of my mother absolutely full of life, full of energy, full of sparkle. And I stood there, and I could see in those two images what life is, what consciousness is, because that was alive, that was dead. We are consciousness, and we've got confused. And in identifying who they are, we are with the body, we've seriously, seriously buggered up our sense of perception and therefore our ability to be free. Um, the um, energy that we, or the reality that we are experiencing, that we apparently see with our eyes, is just a frequency range. That's all it is, and it is minute what we call visible light. According to current mainstream science, the electromagnetic spectrum is 0.005% of the energy known to exist in the universe. 0.005%. And visible light, which is the only frequency that our eyes can uh, decode into this reality, is a fraction of the 0.005%. We are basically 
visually blind in terms of what exists in the same space that we're experiencing. It's just a television, uh, holographic television station we're experiencing. Tiny frequency range, visible light that we are experiencing. And what we are is, at this level, receiver transmitters of information. And the range of frequencies that we are accessing decides the range and perception and awareness of reality that we experience. So the more you can close down the range of frequencies that we are accessing, the more you close down the perception and the sense of infinity of the people you are targeting. The body is a biological computer. Biological in the sense that, it, unlike a uh, desktop computer, it has the ability to an extent to think for itself and work things out for itself. That's what we call evolution on a physical level. The computer is constantly receiving information, vibrational information from its environment, and it is reacting to that. It does it all the time. If we go into a place where it's cold, it will react to that. Where it's hot, it will react to that. And it's the same with things like um, um, animals, that over a period of time, their environment changes. That information is being received by the computer and analyzed by the computer, and it's making changes. And if those environmental changes, habitat changes, happen slow enough, that is why you see animal bodies evolve to fit the new environment. But if it happens really quick, we call it extinction because it can't change fast enough. It's a computer working. And we are receiving vibrational information which we're decoding into this reality. Get into that more shortly. We are interacting with this infinite uh, consciousness, but how much of that consciousness are we reacting to uh, with? That depends on the range of frequencies we're accessing. And we're a bit like a, a dodging car in a fairground. You know, you've got the dodging car, it's going round, it's doing everything, lots of energy. And then once the power is switched off, it's, hey, my car's gone dead. Yes, because its energy source is gone, and that's what we call death. Not death at all. It's the movement of consciousness out of this reality. That's all. What we call near-death experiences have enormous amounts of common stories about what they experienced when they left the body and then were returned when their body was revived. Stories that support massively what I'm uh, saying here today about the fact that we are consciousness and the body's just a vehicle. They talk about going through the tunnel um, into another reality and how uh, limitation disappears, how the emotional uh, intensity disappears, because a lot of that emotional intent intensity, if not all of it, is body consciousness. This is what one near-death experiencer said about what he experienced when he left the body. Everything from the beginning, my birth, my ancestors, my children, my wife, everything comes together simultaneously. I saw everything about me and about everyone who was around me. I saw everything they were thinking now, what they thought then, what was happening before, what was happening now. There is no time, 
There is no sequence of events, no such thing as limitation of distance, of period, of time, of place. I could be anywhere I wanted to be simultaneously. That is who we are, and we need to remember it so we can sort this place out. What do you mean there's no time? That's stupid. All right. So, uh, manufactured time is on my wrist. If I, if I cross a certain invisible point in the world, I enter yesterday or tomorrow. Ridiculous. It's a decoding illusion, time and sequence. As William Blake said, to see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. Everything is everything else happening at the same time. It's a decoding process. If you are, um, if you're watching a, a, a film, movie on uh, a, a DVD on the telly, where you are in the movie, you think is the present. The scenes in the movie you've just left or watched is your past, and the scenes you've not seen yet are your future. But all of them still exist in the same moment that you're experiencing what you perceive to be the present. And if you run back, bingo, you're in the past, you run forward, you're in the future. No, you're in the same now. As H. Uh, M. Tomlinson said, we see things not as they are, but as we are, because as we are decides how we decode reality. And this conspiracy might play out as banking scams and political scams. Yes, it does, and we should know that. But this conspiracy is about manipulating our sense of who we are so we decode what they want us to experience. And what that uh, perception is one of division, a partners, because that creates the fault lines through which they can divide and rule us when we are oneness, all connected at different points of perception and observation within that whole, therefore expressing glorious diversity, but still connected. And that's the point, you know, I understand it. When you're talking about oneness, people think that it's like everyone therefore becomes one clone blob, like this. I'm oneness, I'm oneness and all, so am I, oh yeah. What is oneness? What is this oneness I'm talking about? It is all possibility. That's what it is. It is everything that has, is, or ever will be there to be experienced. So there is no contradiction between being in a point of awareness of the connectedness of everything and at the same time celebrating and expressing your glorious diversity and uniqueness of perception. Indeed, the uniqueness of our uh, expressing of our lives is uh, honoring, if you like, the oneness that is all, because it's all possibility. What you get, ironically, when you, um, when you disconnect from that into that, is you get a situation where um, you do get people who are, you know, are, 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 are not oneness, neither am I, I'm not oneness. You do get uniformity, because people start operating on the same tiny range of frequencies and therefore they, they start acting and seeing the world the same.
Everyone thinks the same. Everyone's tuning to the same bloody station. That's why we think when we experience uh, the world, and understandably it seems like that, the way we decode it, that the world is out there, that, that some it's out there. In fact, it's just a projection. It's all going on in our minds, in our heads, as we decode reality. As uh, the great uh, Bill Hicks, the American comedian, said, what a great man he was, great man. All matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration. We're all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There's no such thing as death. Life is only a dream. And we are the imagination of ourselves. And that's the, the, the foundation of the conspiracy. Manipulating our imagination of ourselves. Infinite love is the only truth. The existence of an infinite consciousness is the only truth. Everything else is illusion. Everything else is the imagination of that consciousness made manifest and experienced. This is who we are. This is what we think we are. We think we're the body that we see in the mirror.